Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Bradley Crotty, Vice President and Chief Digital Engagement Officer at Freighted Health. Dr. Crotty, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. There's so much happening in healthcare and really a lot in the digital transformation space as well. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so first of all, I am a, a practicing uh, primary care physician. I still continue to see um, patients. And I think that's a very important part of uh, the work that I do. Um, the second part is I am an informatician. So um, uh, in clinical informatics, relatively uh, newer boarded uh, subspecialty uh, in the practice of medicine. And just a little bit about um, my background. So I did um, my uh, medical training, and then my uh, fellowship training uh, at the Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, and had the pleasure of working with some amazing uh, mentors that have been bringing in digital um, since the 1960s into the clinical care environment. Uh, and those include um, Charlie Safran, and then uh, his mentors, uh, Warner Slack and Howard Bleich. So Warner um, had first been using the uh, computers when they were the size of refrigerators uh, in, uh, to interview a patient. Uh, he had one of the first, if not the first, um, article about computing in medicine in the New England Journal in 1967. Um, and so it was an amazing opportunity to really learn um, you know, from, from these folks and to be able to carry uh, their, their legacy forward of, of using uh, computing and digital to really improve care uh, and the and the care experience. Absolutely. I, I really love that. And definitely, you know, that gap between the technology and the patient care really, you know, is so important. And I, I know you can really do a lot and add to the experience as well as the overall care you delivered by leveraging technologies in the right way. So I can imagine that experience as both the clinician as well as the background of technology really puts you in a great spot to um, advance that and and connect with both teams on a level they understand to really, you know, forward some of these initiatives in a a more efficient way than, you know, if you didn't have one foot in both worlds, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, you know, technology for technology's sake, there's nothing special about that. And it's not going to move any needles. You really need to integrate it into the problem that you're trying to, to solve. You know, the Thing about the history of computing and medicine that those that taught me would always point out is that the technology may change periodically, but the underlying process is often the same. Uh, we may be taking care of people now through video. It used to be taking care of people through telephone was a novelty, but it's essentially you're still trying to do the same function, diagnosis and treatment. The tools may differ, but the the process is really the same. And we'll have new things that will come out in the future that we're not even contemplating um, uh, right 
right now. Um, but ultimately, it's it's you know, not about the the technology. It's really about the the care uh, that we're trying to deliver uh, to to our patients and the and help them lead the best lives they can. Absolutely. I love that. And, and just such an important philosophy and way to approach, um, you know, that that um, the technology side of healthcare. Now, when you look at um, where you're at today, what are some of the opportunities that you see for Freighter as well as the headwinds you have your eye on? Let me start with the headwinds um, first, because it's really what everyone in our industry is, is talking about. We know that uh, the costs of um, really uh, skilled labor clinicians, uh, nurses, including nurses and therapists, um, the costs are, are, are rising. And um, also supplies are, uh, the cost of supplies are rising too. So you have these on this whole one front of, of rising costs and then uh, your reimbursements, if anything, um, if they are moving are generally moving uh, in a lower direction for the most part. And so it really challenges the business models uh, that healthcare systems have right now. So, so that's the headwind I think everyone in our industry is, is talking about. I'm gonna flip it to that being an opportunity and really say, well, how can we really work to have the right, same end goal, which is taking care of people, um, having them have the, the best uh, health outcomes they can, but do it in a way that is possibly radically uh, different. And we're doing it because we're, we're forced to, to change. Um, so opportunities that I think we need to look at are how we can use technology to uh, continue to automate as many functions as we, as we can, because we you know, frankly have a hard time um, getting, getting staff to help. So what, uh, uh, what can we automate? Um, Another is what can the patient and family members do within certain guardrails um, on their own without needing to run everything through a, uh, a professional? Um, so my mentors that I mentioned, War Warner Slackwood always uh, often quipped that the patient or uh, family member is often the least utilized resource uh, in the healthcare team. Um, and he had a, a family member who, had diabetes and he said, well, he had to take insulin. And if, if insulin, um, if you didn't have to do it multiple times a day, we would bring people into the hospital to, to give this medication, but that's not practical. So we're gonna have to rely on the patient and their family members to learn and, and, and manage it. And um, of course, uh, people manage their uh, diabetes all the time with our appropriate uh, education and, and tools. So how do we move more into that? Uh, into that direction. I, I think digital um, is gonna play a really important role in both the, the education and the support as well as the uh, guardrails so that we can intervene if someone is, is falling off track. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and really seems like a very promising way to uh, utilize and leverage technology to um, keep people healthy as much as possible and do things that you were never able to do, you know, without that digital lens. Uh, from your perspective, how are you thinking about growth and development and adding to the health system overall, especially in a time where, as you mentioned, you know, there's some um, across the board financial challenges, as well as it can be challenging to have the staffing resources that you need to even do some of the basics at times. Um, you know, 
how do you add value to an organization during times like these? I think it's going back to that. How can we do things? Um, how can we do things differently? Um, if you'll if you'll allow me a quick analogy, um, I've lived in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area for the last um, six or seven years. It's on a beautiful lake, and I've been trying to go out and enjoy that lake periodically and learn how to to sail. Um, you need wind to be able to move, and the modern uh, sails and the sail. To, if you think about sails as a technology, um, helps you helps you move. Um, if you have uh, wind uh, coming at just the right angle, even if it is coming uh, from the front, uh, you can harness it and move to a different position. You might have to take a few zigzags or tacks, as they call it, but uh, but you really need that that uh, that headwind um, to uh, be able to move. And what I'm thinking right now, at the risk of being a little bit too Pollyannish, is that you know this is an important forcing function for us to learn how to do things um, differently. So how can we use that technology? Maybe we're not able to go straight at the target like we want, but um, but with a little bit of navigation and using the winds and our technology, we, we, we can get there. But you know, ultimately it comes down to being able to, to offer services and to do things differently that don't have the same cost structures. So um, how can we digitally engage people as much as possible to uh, fulfill um, care gaps uh, without having to go through uh, nurses and care coordinators or have everything done at a, at a clinical visit. Um, how can we grow uh, new lives and, and essentially taking care of more people? Um, and how can we do it through digital means, uh, through telemedicine, but also through digital therapeutics and other ways of reaching people and delivering the the content and care uh, that people can um, can use to to further their health, and how can we think about the right partnerships that enable us to um, to do that? So, those are some of the ways that we've been thinking about um, growth and and value uh, at at this time. I love that. I think that makes so much sense, and definitely is helpful to understand. Um, you know what you're still able to do within, um, you know, the context of, of today's environment. And thinking through some of that as well um, in, in how you can improve the patient experience and, and really um, be more targeted with patients, you know, what is one investment that's still worth making this year towards that goal um, in, in making sure that you've got the best care possible? So the investments that we cannot afford to, to not make and, and to not make um to not solidly make our investments in data and investments in the infrastructure uh to deliver uh patient engagement um both of them are at this point non-negotiable uh uh areas that are needed to uh get where we want to be um and the conversation that i think we need to have is how do we look at these areas as assets. We generally will look at um, buildings as, as assets and, and real estate, et, et cetera. But how do we look at the investments in data and how do we look at the investments in the infrastructure for digital engagement as, as uh, strategic assets? Um, so I think we need to keep the foot on the 
gas pedal in, in both of these areas. Um, for uh, data, it's clinical data, but it's also being able to marry that and bring that together with context of uh, where a patient is um, in, their, in their life and in their neighborhood, uh, in their communities, uh, to also bring it in with other sources of data, claims data, uh, et cetera, to put, really get that a whole picture of who a person is together. And um, not just use it for risk stratification, but really you, to bring it into um, clinical care, to make it available for um, care teams, to make it available for our, our uh, systems of care, uh, to make sure that they have the um, right interventions uh, targeted uh, to, the right, to the right people. Um, and then in terms of the digital uh, engagement um, for us, it's been to continuing to invest in our digital engagement platform that we are, are building. Um, while we do use our electronic health record and the digital engagement capabilities within that, uh, we've also needed to bring together uh, experiences from our other digital therapeutics tools, uh, from our, um, our video visits and telemedicine infrastructure to really make the best experience um, possible. And we think that's just like having a, a you know, a building or a, a center that a lot of people come through every day. It needs to be well functioning. It needs to be inviting. It needs to be welcoming, uh, and it needs to uh, work really well. So um, we're going to continue to move forward with um, with those investments. I love that. I think that's so important. And, you know, your focus on being able to have a systems in place that really allow the care teams to target the right people for the right treatments in, in the right uh, um, type of care. And then the patient engagement as well, it seems like is very forward thinking in terms of um, how patients are, are really able to interact with the healthcare system overall. And, and so, you know, when you look at some of these changes that are happening and that you're making, has the care team been pretty receptive to that? Or have there been some uh, challenges and questions in terms of, um, you know, whether this is really moving forward in the right direction for patients? So one of the things I think we have to think about, and I, I bring this up with our care teams, um, when I talk you know, either one-on-one -on -one with clinicians or, or in group is, um, what's that right balance between care team autonomy and work and then uh, systemness and, and systems of care? And I think we're, we've reached an inflection point uh, or a tipping point where the clinicians have so much on their plates that they're asking for help. Um, and, and this is an opportunity where we can bring in in digital in the right way to really provide that that help. Now, the flip side of that is it can't be a digital that uh, a digital intervention that results in another inbox message or puts everything back on the on the clinician. That's really not going to work out. But if we if we're able to do it right, we're able to provide that that help uh, for the for the clinicians. Uh, you know, an example that we're looking um, hard at is you know, the the issue of um, patient portal messages and their their growth. So um, this is an important value add for patients. It's, it's often where patients are starting the care journey um, with a question of, should I come in or, or should I be seen or what, what would you do for this? Um, but it's 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 a reflection of where the care model needs to, to change. Um, but if we're still in a locked in a fee-for-service uh, world, 
uh, we're not able to, to accomplish that. So how may we solve the problem of, the, uh, of, of helping patients? Um, and, and part of that may be not putting those on the, on the, the clinicians to respond to those messages. It's looking at systems of care to be able to take the intent of that message and really help a patient uh, solve their problem as quickly as possible. And it may not go through the um, care team. So we're, we're gonna have this balance of, of autonomy and, and control versus um, teamwork. And, and, um, and we'll see where that goes, but I think we're in a point now where the, the balance is really going towards, um, let's help the care teams as much as possible. I love it. Thank you so much for going through that with us and, and really, um, you know, highlighting how the care teams are working through that. Before we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to take an eye and, and look at the future. What do you see as some of the best places and ways to grow and develop, especially as healthcare and technology in particular is evolving? Yeah, one of the things I think we all have to ask ourselves is what, as a healthcare system, what what is it that we are um, are going to to do and, and be known for, um, particularly academic systems uh, like us are gonna take pride in, in being able to solve complex uh, problems and to be able to bring the latest uh, and best technology to patients. And, and frankly, the some of the uh, technology, um, whether it's uh, CAR-T therapy that we've um, been working on and and have a lab here for, or it's um, any of the uh, newer newer other cancer treatments, antibody-based uh, treatments, et cetera. It, it's nothing short of uh, miraculous. Um, but is that all that we're going to do? And what about the broader health of the of the communities? And I think that's an opportunity for us to um, to continue to grow that. If, if we abdicated or delegated, um, I think we're missing opportunities to really, uh, one, provide the best care available to patients in an integrated and non-fragmented uh, way, um, and then uh, to develop a lifelong relationship with patients. So, you know, I think there's, there's often talk about, well, what do we give up and is wellness and, um, and kind of that that low acuity is something that we want to delegate um, or or partner with, and I think we have to look hard at at that and and say, you know, is is that part of the full spectrum of care? And if we're not going to do it, do we have the right um, partners and infrastructure to be able to have those relationships uh, with people that that span ages and and span time? And and so I think that's one of the things that I think all health systems. Um, need to look hard at. And, and I think if we do it right, it also does unlock opportunities for us to um, grow uh, in, in both our uh, value to patients uh, that we serve as, as well as to be able to grow our, um, our uh, footprint in, in our communities. That's fantastic to hear. And in what a fascinating and thoughtful way that you're approaching um, that those initiatives and in, in bringing technology into the fold. Dr. Crotty, thank you so much for being here today and for your time. I've really enjoyed our conversation and so glad that you'll be able to join us in October as well for our health IT 
digital health and revenue cycle event. I, I know there'll be a lot of discussion around many of the themes here from um, technology automation and digital patient experience into AI and, and more. So I'm um, looking forward to that and, and so grateful that you'll be able to lend your expertise to us there as well. There's a lot coming. Thank you for the conversation, Lauren, and look forward to continuing it. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.